boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in LA. There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say. As a ghost, I must advise. Don't look in Mike Lawson's eyes. Candlesticks and guillotines. That's how he kills his friends. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over a decade. And every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever miss a week. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Mike Lawson. You know what I realized the other day? This is, I can't huh. believe I'm admitting this on the air. But in just a couple of years, about a year and a half or so, a little over a year and a half, almost two years, we can say have been friends for over 20 years. Whoa. (laughs) That's crazy because I barely feel older than 20. Yeah. I know that I am, but Mm -hmm. that is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. It is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, too, I don't have very many friendships older than you and I, um, especially anybody that I talk to as regularly as you and I do. Well, but one of the reasons is you've murdered them all. A, right? <laughs> yes. And then B, <laughs> this podcast, you know, helps me stay regular with friendships, which I'm not really good at. I think I, I'm just not good at kind of like, I guess, catching up with people. So um, I don't know. Recording it for some reason has made it easier to do. You know, but that's a good point. I should also say, I think, I, I think, I hope our friendship is bigger than this podcast. But also, I feel like it's in your personality to call and catch up with people that you want to talk to. Yeah. So I feel like you maybe bring out something from introverts. Do you have that experience? Would you say? Possibly. Mm. Possibly. I don't know. I, that's what I was gonna, my question to you was going to be. Do you think you and I would still be friends if, if it were not for this podcast? We would be, yes, but different. But even you know? at the t- at the, right before this podcast, you and I would only really catch up maybe once every few months. Yeah, but when we would, it would be like epic. We would go through phases where like we would call each other very regularly. Yeah. And then – or we would have these like marathon sessions where we would talk for a few hours. Yeah. And then – we wouldn't talk for a while. Well, it was weird I don't know. In, the, in the early days of the friendship, like between, like I would say, the year. When did you move to Phoenix? Two thousand. Uh, I don't know. Two thousand seven. Yeah, so I would say from like two thousand five, two thousand four to two thousand seven, we would see each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before I left, that's why I left. <laughs> yeah, he's like I gotta get away and see Joe all the time. <laughs> just shows up yeah i just i would just just pop over can i tell you that would make me very angry now if someone like rang my doorbell and they were like i was in the neighborhood i am such a different person i would call you like i would call you like a mile away yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. that's the same thing though like if somebody right now was just like hey i want to come sit with you for an hour i'd be like fuck you need to call me last week yeah. we need to get this on the schedule yeah. and then i need to talk myself up to it yeah because i just you know i don't do things on the fly anymore yeah you know but i think what it was is when i was teaching i would sometimes teach by you and i would call right. on my way home or and and, and so if, if you ever said no which maybe you did if you ever said no it wasn't a big deal to either keep going or to go back yeah the, you were because you were really close to the freeway Right. And this is the old me also would like just not answer calls. Mm -hmm. That was like my way of like saying no, I think. Mm -hmm. If I picked up, we we would be hanging out because I was in, you know, a social mood. But I feel like texting has made it so we don't have to, I don't have to avoid calls from people Mm -hmm. because it wasn't you. It was, you know, just people Mm -hmm. and socializing. So I feel like maybe with texting now you could, I can 
have parts of conversations before I'm like cornered into like plans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucked up. I need a therapist. <laughs> have you ever been to a therapist? Yeah. Um, recently. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I went when I was actually, I'm Joey, we talked about it because I don't think we talked about it on here, but it was when I went back to the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Like right around that time, I was just having these weird kind of like, episodes where like i couldn't uh, make decisions you know what we talked about it somewhere because taylor was involved because i was saying like like i would just get like paralyzed where it's like i couldn't decide what i was going to eat for dinner so i wouldn't eat dinner Mm -hmm. i would be sitting thinking about how hungry i was but unable to like eat dinner i don't know it was just weird stuff like that or um i don't just like very simple decisions about um Like what podcast I'm going to listen to when I would go to bed with like just the anxiety of that was like really getting to me and making me weird. So uh-huh. I saw, I saw a therapist then. And what did the therapist say? Did the therapist immediately like jump out the window or what did he do? <laughs> or was it a woman? I, I love how I assumed it was a man. It was a man actually. Okay. And he was also kind of skilled with like chronic illness management because there was like Mm -hmm. some weird diabetes burnout stuff that was all coupled up with this Mm -hmm. um and what's weird is his like listing said that he was lgbt he was like very skilled in lgbt issues Mm -hmm. which was not necessarily that was like a requirement but a nice kind of addition Mm -hmm. and but and there was nothing gay about him i don't i guess he just has i guess a lot of experience in it Mm -hmm. because at first i was like when we were talking and he kind of was talking about his personal life, I was like, just thought he was a queer person, but then he brought up his kids and I was like, Oh, he's a queer person with kids, you know, kind of just starting to understand him. And then he just started telling me about his wife. I was like, Oh, (laughs) he's just a straight man that has experience with gay people. Yeah. Uh, People with gay experience who have wives, it seems to be a trend of mine lately. Now, let me ask you this question, Mike Lawson. What's going on with you? What's going on in the world of Mike Lawson? Beyond me. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. What's going on? Well, Joey, I wanted to tell you, um, I went to this um, show up here that I think was in L.A. first, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually really understand what's happening with the show, but it's called Soft Power. Does this mm-hmm. ring a bell? I feel like I've heard. Is that the one? Tell me, is, who was written by? Um, I think his name's like Henry David Huang. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That was at the Mark Taper. Okay, so I went and saw this show. Yes. First of all, it's starring the Hawkeye from How to Get Away with Murder. Okay, Conrad something. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, but okay. Um, so he's in it. Um, and it's an all Asian cast and it's a, the first act is a like, well, not even the first act less actually is a play. And then the second half is a musical about Mm -hmm. the first act. Well, like Hillary Clinton's in it, right? She's like a major character and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's weird, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like when the, some of the Hillary Clinton stuff felt like, do you remember, did you ever go to Halloween Haunt at Knott's Berry Farm? No, because I, I, I don't like people surprising me. And that was the people oh. go like, oh, you should go. And people, and then the monsters jump out at you and chase you. Well, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a nightmare and I would never go. So Knott's Scary Farm um, has this big uh, show in the center and they call it The Hanging. And what they do is they bring out like people in pop- popular culture, like current events, and they hang them just one at a time. I don't know if it's changed in recent years, but uh-huh. that's that basically is the gist of it. Okay. And it would always be just like hokey. So like Hillary Clinton would certainly, certainly be part of that. Like it, it sort of felt sort of like Knott's Berry Farms, the hanging when I was watching it. Um, just cause it's like, it's always weird to see someone who's like alive, who, you know what they look like on a stage, right? A character yeah. playing them. I don't. It was weird. Okay. Are you still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm just used to you interrupting me so much more. So on this I, this audio thing we're doing, I can't hear it. So I'm like, 
thrown off. Yeah. So anyway, we went and we saw it. It was actually really good. I know the hokey part about it, uh, you kind of grow into it uh, because in a weird way, like the whole second half is supposed to be like a big, big ass joke. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, you can get into it. Um, but Hillary Clinton is in it. And um, also there's no songs that I'm like in five years this is going to be, you know, a song I remember. But well, I did want to bring up, um, I don't know if this is just a San Francisco thing or this is a 2018 thing. And because I'm in San Francisco, I'm not sure what, if, which, it, which it is. And maybe you can tell me. The audiences I've been in lately love to jump to their feet at the end of the show. Uh, no matter don't what. get me started on that. Don't get me started. Okay. So they do it in LA too. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's just a 2018 thing. Like I've been to the shittiest show and there's four people in the front that jump to their feet and then everyone behind them has to stand up so they could see behind them. And it's a stupid wave of stupidness. Right. I, I think we're on the same page. Right. Yes. So anyway, soft power's over and they're kind of emotionally manipulative. So right at the end, it kind of just like feels really good. And like the main character who's kind of like the playwright, um he comes out and gives like a monologue and then it's done and it's great and it just feels emotionally great it was the first time i've been in an audience in a really long time where i wanted to jump up and like clap yeah i felt really good because i hate people jumping up so much that i've started to just despise it that Mm -hmm. i was thinking like nothing is worthy of people's standing on their feet mm-hmm. like i'm so jaded to it and i feel so awful when people do it that i'm like angry and so i'm glad to know that i'm i've got a little bit of heart in me still i'm still alive a little bit <laughs> you know i am such an old man now that i i hate that too i hate that everyone jumps to their feet it used to be a West you can't Co- see if you're like oh, yeah like sometimes to- i'm forced yeah. to stand up just because i can't see around them right yeah 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 it used to be a west coast thing it's been around for a while, but then I feel it's gone to New York now too, where New Yorkers now have to deal with that too. Where I've, I've, seen, I've seen people write about it, where it's people in the audience now want to feel like they had an experience, and so the standing ovations are just now. Oh, you sure? Just like now a thing. They want to be able to say they gave a standing ovation, you know, and uh, it it. It, it's annoying. So, like, if I don't think the show is worthy of standing ovation, I won't do it. I will not. Right. I refuse. <laughs> I think it's so stupid. Well, I feel forced to sometimes because then I can't see the curtain call. So I'm yeah. stuck sitting down and everyone around me is enjoying it and I'm the dummy. Yeah. I'm the one that loses. Tell me about it. What's up with you? Okay. Well, actually, I should have played this uh, during yours. But, Mike, now it's time for... Oh, wait, I have to blow my lights a little. It's time for Mike and Joe on the aisle. Today's show, Mike, I went to go see Beauty and the Beast, the musical, in East L.A. And I went um, with my cousin Richard. I wanted to talk about it, if you don't mind. Um, did I, I told you that there's a Tumblr of Beast costumes. Was the Beast oh. costume good or bad? It was horrible. It was horrible. It was, and what's funny is I heard that it was a uh, uh, a big hit. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. It's better this version. This is the second version. Same show. It ran for four months, but they stopped. They closed for a little bit, just a break. Uh-huh. And then when they came back, the costumes had improved. I didn't see the first costumes. And most of the costumes were fine. But, like, again, with a, a costume like The Beast, it needs to be, like, a very, very, very expensive costume for it to look good. Right, sure. and here's or play minimalist and like yeah. put him in normal clothes with like I don't know long hair or something weird. Yeah, yeah you know but, what I mean. Yeah, but here's the thing too, and I've seen I I feel it's even true with the cartoon. I don't know what it is, but like the beast when like he revealed himself at the end of the musical, and like he turns into a human back into a human. Yeah, he was so gross. <laughs> I was like, I like him better as the beast. Like I think they just picked him because he was like six five or six six, and could sing and could kind of carry a tune, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I went with my cousin but Richard. Like, yeah. In a way, Joey, this is his like, 
this he, that's a role he could totally do. Like he's not getting leading man in a lot of other shows. No, you know? no, 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 he's not. <laughs> but he probably had good a good voice. It's okay. He does that thing. Well, it seems like this. I don't know why the beast always seems like this. And I was just like, oh god. Uh-huh. Too many good. Okay, like, like, what is the song? I don't, the beast doesn't really sing any songs. Um, but you know that they do something. He's better than you. Yep, better than me. I couldn't do it. I'd be coughing all the time. So anyway, uh, so I went with my cousin Richard to this musical, right? He goes, you want to go? I want to go. I'm like, sure. I, I love uh, shitty musicals. You know that, right? Yeah. And then I Same. get there, and there's an old man dressed as an usher, right? And he's like, come in. But he knew Richard. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking to us. He's just like, Making all the dumb puns. He's like, I'm the head usher. I'm also the only usher. Well, that wasn't a pun, but it's like a shitty dad joke, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's, and he's making all these corny jokes to everyone who's there. And then Richard tells me like his history. He's like this like, like really like prominent figure in the Chicano rights movement. And I was just like, can you imagine? Like that was his history. Like he was like, you know, one of the leaders of the Chicano rights movement. And now years later, he's... The Usher. The Head Usher. The Head Usher at the Beauty and the Beast. He's not even in the show. He's just like sitting people down. Anyway, we go see this musical. Mike Lawson. The movie, the movie is 90 minutes or so, right? And she's not the same, right? Uh-huh. The first act was like an hour 45. And oh. the second act was an hour uh-huh. It took them like I'm not even gonna I'm not even joking. I'm gonna say it took them about an hour and twenty just to get to be our guest. <laughs> Isn't uh-huh. that ridiculous? The pace feels a little off. Have yeah. you ever seen the musical <laughs> Beauty and the Beast? I've never seen it on stage. No. Oh my! Never go. So horrible. So long. It was just terrible. So, like, th- anyway, I saw Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I get this. It's so my cousin, right? So, the they also, this, they did another weird thing, too. So, this is run through Casa 0101, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, they have the Casa 0101, right? We come in. And then, um, at the end of the show, the head usher comes and says, you know... We do free shows for kids from poor schools uh, every Friday, okay? And by the way, Did the he show... Did poor schools? Well, for... Yeah, yeah, like poor kids, yeah. And he goes, and and the show closes next weekend. We have one more free show for schools. Well, you know, it costs like... And he said some number, like $900 for, per show or something. I don't know what the number was, right? He goes, so what we're going to do... The show's over. He said, what we're going to do is we're going to pass buckets around and we want you to donate money so we can keep putting on these shows. And I was just like, look, I love, I run a nonprofit, but like, that's your problem, not my problem. You just charged us money for a ticket. Like, charge me $5 more. But I think it's an, I mean, all he's doing is like explaining the ask so he's like you know no, it costs this much to put on a production i think that's a total normal non-profit okay. pitch and that's fine and for and a then- non-profit theater which i know you don't go to a lot of non-profit theater but i've come to a few and i feel like it's pretty normal to get the ask okay okay i'm not even bothered by the ask actually and so he said like we're gonna have people right outside the door that if you want to donate money we'll be holding the thing as you leave that's fine too but stay in your seat as we make you pass a, a bucket around okay. at like a church yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was like, uh, but luckily I have this Richard. He doesn't put up with his shit, right? He just got up and, walk, he just got up and walked out. So I had, to, I had to follow him, right? Here's the best part is I drove, right? And he's my- wait, 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 wait. I'm still like at the fact that you and I would have sat there 
Oh yeah, held hostage by these passing buckets. Yeah. No, so, so Richard scurries out right, and he's like almost running, and I go, Richard, hold on, and I'm like running, I'm like you know, running behind him, and then when yeah, we he's actually carrying one of the buckets, yeah, he's running out, and then I go, why are you running? What's going on? He goes, it, I have to get up really early tomorrow. I have to go, and I go, I drove. Like where where is he gonna go? <laughs> you know. And he goes, but maybe on. he's pace carring it. Yeah. He's like, oh, you I'll know what? Stay up here and then he did. He did actually. You're right, and that's what happened. That's what I just I said I went faster, and then we got to the car <laughs> and we left. So that was uh, my time at Beauty and the Beast. So now what we're gonna do is now it's time to play the closing. <laughs> Ah, so Joe, what's going on with you? (laughs) Well, um, so this weekend is Pride. It was Pride weekend up here in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And past years, you might remember me actually enjoying Pride. You've Mm -hmm. probably heard me battling the crowds to go to Pride. You've heard me skipping Pride. Yeah. What kind of Pride do you think it was this year? If you had to guess, knowing kind of where I'm at in my life and skipping Pride, what? What'd you guess? Skipping, One more time? Skipping Pride. Well, Joe, I skipped Pride altogether. <laughs> okay. So on Saturday, Steve and I like did our like hiking thing that we do. And then he had something with his parents. And so th- I was basically alone for the rest of the weekend. So, I mean, I could have. I had um, some friends from work that were kind of like putting together a group that I had tentatively said like maybe like text me you know when where you guys are and whatever so i had i had an option um i also could have hooked up with some of the house folk and it encouraged a house trip over there Mm -hmm. Um, but it actually worked out on sunday um one of my roommates had people kind of over where they had just like food and drink out and there were people that i'd kind of have socialized with before a bit but Mm -hmm. not too much so i got to kind of like get free food and free booze and then i sat up in the sun and got a little bit of a sunburn Mm -hmm. um everywhere but i skipped pride this year and i i don't know i'm curious kind of what that means and what do you you don't go at all though is that right no i used to go now i happen to know the la pride now i haven't been in years i shouldn't judge la pride now but I have yeah. to know for a long time, LA Pride was horrible. It was yeah. it was just fenced awful. In. Yeah, fenced in, and you had to pay like a lot of money. Like I want to say like forty bucks to get in or something like that, right? And then yeah. you got in, and then drinks. Yeah, you got in, and there's people just selling you shit. Like yeah. I could see paying forty bucks, and you get to go see the concerts, and and it's a bunch of shit you get with it, right? No, it's forty bucks, so that someone could hand me a fucking rainbow condom. I can get fucking yeah. rainbow condoms for free. I get, I'm gonna yeah. pay forty bucks and some someone can give me a fucking goddamn hamburger Mary's bandana. Let me tell you something about this hamburger Mary's. Have you no, been to wait, hamburger- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I do. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, and San Francisco is actually one of the best prides that I've been to, mm-hmm. and I I really have been to, to really just a handful. So mm-hmm. um, take that for what it is. But um, because it's like the whole city is pride, so. There is certainly like the booths, there's the main stage, there's a hip hop stage, there's a, you know what I mean? Like all the different little stages and the pride events in one area. But you could also go to the McDonald's that's, you know, a few blocks away and it's pride there too. And the the whole city is just kind of lit up. And I like that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So what about when, when you go um, to that, when you go to that, uh, power station or what's it called the one where people are just fucking and fisting each other in the bar <laughs> the powerhouse yeah, when you, go there, to, yeah when you go to the powerhouse is it like people are fisting each other with like rainbow gloves and stuff yeah <laughs> what happened to this I've white never, horse i've never been to the powerhouse during pride what happened to the white horse know. it's still here <laughs> i just don't go that much i'm you, a really boring person joey but it's literally walking distance from your house and you were there all the time i know well and what's cool is like social media is cool so i'm like still connected to people i still 
know some of those people, but, and I feel like if I went, I would still kind of know people and say, you know, get to say, Hey, and Mm -hmm. I could go there alone. Like I used to Mm -hmm. and make friends. (laughs) I don't know, but, but I can put this right here, though. Yeah, now you're a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to end this show with a a recommendation for um, people to watch on Hulu. Oh, why don't you just do it now? Um, there is a show on Hulu. Well, I really want to actually tell you, Joey, to listen to it. Um, but I was in my head remind rem- trying to remember to put it at the end here. Um, it's called Please Like Me. Are you familiar? I've heard this title before. Tell me, carry move on. I'm intrigued. Carry on. Um, it's written by this gay man who uh, – it's Australian. Mm-hmm. It's written by this gay man. Um, he's kind of like not your typical kind of like leading man in a television program. Um, but he's interesting and it's actually very funny and the sense of humor just kind of gets me and I think you would enjoy it too. So you should check it out. Please like me. Right, I'm going to check it out on Hulu. I'm going to tell you something. I took one of your other Hulu recommendations a few weeks ago, and I started watching that uh, This Old House. You ever hear of This Old House? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna did t- I tell you about that on here? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, you did. I think you told me about it on here. And I'm going to tell you something. I love it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on, and I'm going to tell you. I stopped watching the whole season. Oh, why? Because like I can just watch the first episode and the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I started doing. Tear through it. Well, it takes out the fun out of it, though, because part of it is like these floors have something special about them. And so now I get to see all the steps of them putting in the floors. I get to see all the decisions. Here's the part I, I don't get. And, and unfortunately, I started watching a season a, a day before they were going to take it off, the, 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 replace it with other seasons. Um, And are you there? Yeah. Okay. And... But what I don't get about this old house is everyone sound everyone sounds like they're reading a script. Yes, well, I, because how do they, they do that. They they speak like um, um, Gilmore Girls fast. Like if you kind of notice it, the conversations that they have are way too quick to be real. It's like if you were listening to a podcast in double speed or something. I think what they do is they rehearse it and block it, and then that's why it sounds like that because it'll be like. Yeah. So I'm gonna be the um, I'm gonna be the host and the person talking, right? Yeah. Hi, this is Joe Batanz, and we're back here with this old house. You know, we were, before we left you, we were talking to Jane here, and she was telling us about how she was gonna start painting these walls. Jane, how's it going? With, now, by the way, Jane is the owner of the house. Jane, you're the owner of the house. How's it been going painting these walls? I'm gonna tell you, Joe, it's been quite a, a ride. I've been sitting here painting these walls, and I'm using a let me show you the paint I just bought. I bought a paint. Can you guess what color it is? I'll tell you. Um, it looks like a red to me. You're very close. It's a crimson. And I'm going to tell you, it, 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 the, the glisten on this, it's nothing like you've ever seen. Well, that's great, Jane. What about your son here, that's little Oscar? Hey, little Oscar. How you doing? Little Oscar, now, are you helping your mom? I sure am. I'm grabbing these 32-point bristle brushes for her, and I'm hanging her right to her hands. Yes, he sure is. And you're like, who talks like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do think you're right about they block it because they, like, this is how is this interesting to anybody except for you and I? <laughs> Dude, we're recording this and yeah. we're going to put this out on the internet for people to listen to. Well, I, but no, they do I this recommend, thing, yeah, go ahead. They do this thing too where, like, they you can tell parts of their like script are connected to geography. So, like, they start walking and then they kind of like stop at a point until they get to certain words and then they walk in a different direction or pivot. Yeah, it, it's a fascinating show. Like, but but and and I started watching an entire season that was really good. I almost want, I didn't get, a, I didn't get a chance to finish it because it went off of Hulu. Have you seen any of the background loopers yet? Are you familiar with this phenomenon? No, what is that? You you'll see people like carrying like lumber over their shoulder, walking from left to right, and then in a minute you'll watch see them walking from right to left carrying the same wood. Oh, really? Like they, they just loop in the backgrounds. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. weird shit that goes on. Like, I think it is like a real um, kind of uh, construction site, and there's real work going on, but I feel like they kind of like turn the backgrounds on and get extra people to kind of liven it up if there's nothing going on behind them. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm fascinated. So, like, so I just watched. I started a season. But I was so scared it's going to go away. I just watched the first episode and the last episode. <laughs> and then they tell you on the last episode, like, whoa, what a season this was. Look at all the things we did. I'm like, look, it's got the whole season. I'm caught up. My favorite season, um, I think it's probably maybe within the last three or four that they've done, um, is a house that's basically prefabricated. No, that's the one, that's, you, oh, that's the one I'm talking about. I didn't get to finish it. How does it end? Yeah. The house comes together. What do you mean? They all end the same. <laughs> How does it end? There's but, a house. <laughs> but I was stupidly watching it in order like the day before it went off Hulu. And so I, I, the, the last episode I saw, they were putting the prefab walls up. They were putting them up. And then I was, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to... Um, Again, it's the same thing. It's like this guy Norm so and so who who we worked yeah. with twenty years ago, right? And they're like, "Hey Norm, how are the prefab house is going?" I'm gonna tell you, we're having a really good time putting these walls up. I was just talking to Billy here; he's my lead designer, and he was saying this is never been a house like this ever before. I'm like, I, who talks like that in real life? <laughs> it was a really good house, and it was like, I don't know, it was a really good mixture of like it just looked like an old kind of barn. Yes. But then yes. it also had like really cool solar panels and like yes. their um their like water heating system was really <laughs> impressive. I don't know, it was just a and fun season. The whole season. time I was wondering, what the fuck do these people do for a living? Oh, I know. I don't really get that either. And I wonder does the show contribute or does to the show just do labor or what i don't what know what do they get and out of this i don't know and then also i was thinking like this is so weird something i was thinking of but like because the, the all this that that season is like 10 years old it's from like 2008 or something but because of hd quality it looks like it was made yesterday mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and yeah. so and fashion doesn't and, um, go ahead well, I was going to probably say what you were about to say. The fashion on a construction site doesn't change that much. Yeah. So it, it, I, 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 I would have told – if you would have told me it was this year, I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. But I was like, wow, that house is 10 years old. Like the little boy, he's like probably married by now because they had like a son. Like he was like a young teenager, probably like 12 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think he's married now. And then, and then the mom, she was the one – that's who I was impersonating when she was like <laughs> – yeah, we had a real hard time picking the right paint, but I'll tell you what we settled on. We settled on this. Uh, th- oh, by the way, do you watch this Bob Ross? No, never. Okay. Well, I've seen an episode or two. I feel like all his paint colors could be drag names. Anyway, <laughs> everything he's like, today we're going to be using Thalo Blue. I'm like, that's a drag name. You know, anyway, the point is th- that was the house I wanted to see it finished and then it was gone. Ugh, it was so frustrating. Anyway, let me. speaking of, let me tell you this. Um, you know, my friends Chris and Mercedes have an extra house in Malibu that over yeah. the years I've been lucky to stay at for many extended periods of time. Well, squat in, squat in, but it turns out they're going to be renting it out and they started construction today actually to like renovate the house. In fact, the, this old house is coming and they're going <laughs> to film it and they're like, we got Joe Batance here. Uh, Joe Batance, you you squatted here many times before. I sure have. I'm going to tell you something. I've masturbated in that bed so many times that they had to like pry it off with a crowbar to get the crust off the bed. Well, that's really gross, Joe. Uh, we're going to really work on that. Yeah, yeah, I would do. In fact, I would use rubber gloves and I would I'd bring in one of those hazmat teams from all the dirty shit that's gone on in that bed. Well, thanks, Joe. We'll come back anyway. So, I was basically and I was honored to be this the last guest to stay in the house before oh, nice. they renovated it and before they put it for construction. So Mercedes tells me, listen, we're going to be getting rid of all the furniture in the house. And it's going, it's going, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. If you want it, take it. Tell me what you want and take it, right? Well, I'm okay. very connected to this house. There are certain pieces of furniture that, there are a couple of pieces of furniture that I like, just kind of like them. There's these two brown chairs with green cushions that, um, I just, they're like the perfect meditation chairs. Like they're okay. super fluffy. They're gigantic, oversized chairs, super fluffy, comfortable, and they have like the right arm. And like it's just perfect for meditating, right? Yeah. Right height, everything. So I'm like, okay, I want those chairs and I want uh, the coffee tables. There were two coffee tables I really liked. And, but most of all, what I was most connected to was this dining room table. It's gigantic, it's super long, almost seven feet long. Okay. Okay. But just, I have so many memories in that house from that dining room table. And she's like, it's fine. Yours, take it. Right? Yeah. So 
Where are you going to put it? Exactly. Where am I going to put it? I need room for it. I have room for the chairs. I have room for the, my brother wanted the coffee table. My parents want another coffee table. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have room for the dining room table. Well, let's. So at Beauty and the Beast, I'm telling Richard my dilemma because I have to get it out that weekend. I had to get it out Saturday. I'm at Beauty and the Beast on Friday. Richard's like, so I go like, yeah, and I go, there's this dining room table, but I don't have anywhere to put it. It's too big. It's. Ugh. And he goes, tell Mercedes I want it. And I go, what? Tell Mercedes, text Mercedes, text Mercedes right now. Joe, text her, text her right now. Text her, text her, text her. Tell her I want it. I want that dining room table. I want it. Text her. I want it. I'm like, oh my but God. You, you wanted it. I know, but I know. He goes, you don't have any room for it. Where are you going to put it? You know? So I just, I just text her and I say, hey, Richard's interested in the dining room table. It's still available. And she just wrote, sure. Which is like, such, isn't that a weird response? So I go, but then I, I, this is right before the sure show exclamation point. Totally fine. No, 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 no exclamation point. So I'm going to tell you. So right before the show starts, she texts me that I deleted the text. Why? I didn't want that matter. What? <laughs> so at inter, Joe. at intermission, he goes, "Did she text back?" Right, and I go. No, she didn't text back. Ugh, Mercedes, worst yeah. texter backer. So finally, oh, then the you're next, putting bad karma out there. For yeah, yourself. I know. I was, and I it didn't feel right to me. Right. So the next day, my parents go with me. My dad has a truck. Okay, we leave. We leave at six in the morning, and we go to Malibu. Right, in my mm-hmm. dad's truck, mm-hmm. and we go. And my dad's like, "Yeah, that dining room table is really nice, but there's just no way we can fit it." There's no way we can fit it, and there's nowhere to put it. There's, I mean, I'm like, yeah. It doesn't come apart or anything? No, it doesn't come apart at all. No, it doesn't come apart, and, and the, the back of the truck is packed. Those two chairs are big. The two coffee tables are big, you know? So I yeah. go, he goes, I can come back with you if you want to come get it. And I was like, no. I go, I just hate to let it go. I have something. I'm so attached to this table, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he goes, I go, Richard wanted. He goes, Well, Richard wanted, just give it to Richard. What do you what do you what do you want this table so badly for? I'm like, ugh. So I come up with this plan, right? I'm gonna it the table's mine, but I'm gonna give it on a long term loan to Richard. Okay? That's nice, yeah. Yeah, so I call Richard and he's totally okay with that. And what's funny is he's actually happy about it. I realize that that works in Richard's world. Richard actually hates owning things, right? Oh, uh huh. So, um, he, the idea that he has an escape plan for a big item like a dining room table is obviously very attractive to him, right? But my yeah. dad's very and like, go ahead. I, I just want to get this on the public record. Yes. I, I feel like that you're, this is a, an agreement that one day is going to want to cash out too soon on one of the party's sides. Oh. And mm-hmm. I fear that it's going to be him being like, hey, I'm moving next week and this table's got to go or... Uh, or else it's gone, and then you'll be left in the same situation. Oh, no, I don't think so. Actually, my dad was sort of eyeing the table for a spot in his house. In the house <laughs> you know? Like, he's like, well, yeah. we can make it work there if we had to. So it's not that big. Okay. Thing. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, but my dad's very like, well, if Richard's going to take it, then Richard's going to come pick it up. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I go back to the house. We put everything away, blah, 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 blah. So I tell Richard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, we're going to go, because we're going to go at six in the morning now on Sunday, yesterday, right? And Richard's like, perfectly fine. I want to be home early. I like doing things early. I like to get it out of the way. And then we need the boyfriend's help, Sabian, right? So Sabian's going to help us, you know? And uh, so, okay, now this is the best part. So Richard's like, can you come earlier, like at 530? I'm like, no, I'll come in. (laughs) I go, I'm going to leave at six. I'll be at your house at 630. And he goes, okay, that's fine, but I really wish you could do it earlier. So I leave, right? He, but when I, when, oh, I'm, I get up at five thirty to take a shower, I get a text message from him: "We're still on, right? You're going to be here, and you're going to be here at six thirty. I'm like, "Yep, everything's on schedule." Sure, he's nervous because he can't run late. No, I get it. Yeah, so I leave. I leave right on time. Everything's going until I, you know, get. Oh, okay, this is important. I take a shower everything grab my dad's truck keys and i jump in the truck and i take off right and i don't, I don't want and i feel bad you know i, I was like oh hold my parents i don't wake up my parents and something like that'd be feel awful if i did you know 
So I drive away, right? <clears throat> now it's like I'm five minutes away from Richard's house. I get a call from him. Hey, where are you? I tell him the street. And he goes, oh, hmm. And I go, what's up? Would you mind if I just walk to Starbucks really fast and grab some coffee? <laughs> and I go, uh, I want to get in and get out. This is, and he goes like, well, then just meet me at the Starbucks then. Me and Sabian there. And I'm like, okay. Ugh. So I get to the Starbucks. Mike, I, re- I waited there for like almost 15 minutes. So finally, like at minute 12, I'm like, I text him. I go, listen, I don't want any of this prima donna shit. Where are you? He goes, I'm, I'm almost a couple minutes away. And he was. I will say to his credit, though, and I was very happy about this one. I didn't know you could do this. He pre-ordered and paid at Starbucks. Oh, yeah. The mobile app. Yeah. So he just went in and picked it up. It was already ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of nice. I'll I, give him that, right? That is nice. And I guess as long as he didn't, like, rush you for the rest of the morning – do you know what I mean? Like if he was because he felt it felt like he was rushing you before and then he was like, OK, now wait for oh, me. OK, yeah, yeah. I will say, no, he didn't. He didn't. Good. OK, so th- good. So then we leave. Now, now we're on the way to Malibu, right? Mm-hmm. We're about 10 minutes in. Oh, wait, we've been driving like 10 minutes. I get a phone call from my parents. Where are you? Where are you? And I'm all like, I'm driving to Malibu. Did you, you Joey, you took the truck. And I go, yeah, I was going to get the table. We're very upset with you. We are going to have a big discussion when you come back. And I was like, what? What, what happened? That I took the truck without permission. I'm like, am I 16 years old? What just happened right now? My dad they didn't like, know you were going? They knew I was going. <laughs> my dad was like, I'm very upset. I'm very upset. And my heart, my chest hurts. Thank you very much. Because he thought his truck got stolen? No. Because I took the truck without permission. They knew you had it. They knew I had it. Oh. I was thinking they like were freaked out freaked out no. that someone stole it and no. then thought to call you. No. They were freaked out because they were convinced that um now by you the way, my parents my, my parents have car insurance. Uh-huh. I have car insurance. Uh-huh. They were convinced I was going to get in a car accident uh-huh. and they would be liable and that they would lose their house. And I was like, I have car insurance. You have car insurance on the car. Like, it's like, it's like double insured. Yeah. You know? But also like if your son takes your car and gets in a car accident, you don't get like, <laughs> let's say you, you get, none of you had car insurance. Let's say. The car isn't registered. Let's say none of you have licenses. Yeah, their house isn't going anywhere. Like they they live in this fantasy world (laughs) that the people are going to come take their house. They like they live in afraid. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, on the way home, like I was going to even put, I was going to fill the car up with gas, but they were so paranoid. Like no, no, come home, come home, come home. Right. Uh By the way, I was home by eight thirty in the morning. Right. Right. We're back. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh, and the, right when I pulled in, they called me. Where are you? Where are you? And I go, I'm at the house. Did you crash the car? And I was like, no. And they're like, yes. Oh, oh God. Okay. Oh, it's done. He you didn't cra- get he didn't, out of there. He didn't crash the car. He didn't crash the car. Okay. Well, Joey, we're very upset with you, but you know, everything's okay. So never mind. And they were fine the whole day. So when you don't live with your parents, these stories are funny. <laughs> but when you live there, it's anxiety and it's stressful. Well, it's crazy. <laughs> what, anything else um, going on with any news stories? I do have a news story and it's almost too old. So let me say it real quick and see if you have any opinions about it. So first, Joey, it was Barbecue Becky. Now it's time for Jogger Joe. Either way, residents of Oakland, California are not happy about it. Last week, a jogger was caught on video in Oakland throwing away a homeless man's possessions. In the days since the video went viral, more than $12,000 has been raised to help the guy get back on his feet. Mm-hmm. Witnesses say the jogger threw the homeless man's blankets and clothes into Lake Merritt, and footage shows him throwing some of it even into a trash can. Did you see the video? 
No, oh, no, I was, I was, no, I didn't watch the video. Hold on, let me watch it. Because then people, will, is there like a, like, will they play the news? Will they actually do the news story? Because people will hear it now. Opening story, click here. Oh, Apple News, you can do here in the. All right. Didn't we do this show on the air? Didn't we do this story no, on the air? No, we did Barbecue Becky of the, like, racist white lady who was calling the cops on the the barbecue. Mike, I'm telling you we did the story on the air. I'm telling you, I promise you, we did the story about the about them throwing the trash. The, the no, guy. did we? Because it's yeah. been in Trello a while, but I feel like it was only last week. Mike, oh my I, god! If we did, I have the shittiest memory. Mike, I think I'm, we did this story. No, I do that in my real life all the time. I tell people stories I've already told them. Can someone Wait. who listens to the show? Can you email us, uh, John Arts? Can you tell us uh, if we did this story already? If we didn't, then we'll do it next week. If we didn't, then I feel fine. If mm-hmm. we did, I think I have Alzheimer's. And that's not just a joke about people with Alzheimer's. Like, I think I'm headed down a route of really, like, losing it. But what does it mean if we didn't do it? I'm convinced we did. And then you're the nuts one. One of us is nuts. John Arts, can you please tell us if we did this news story? But should we just do it again anyway? So go ahead. I, I, it won't let you play the video, by the way. Well, the video sparked outrage on social media and inspired community members to unite just weeks after this white woman who we called Barbecue Becky, or many people called Barbecue Becky. Uh, this white woman called the police on a group of black men having a barbecue at the exact same lake, actually just like not too far from um, where this homeless uh, man's stuff was. And we've seen this homeless man's stuff there. It's kind of always there. He's like a long-term <laughs> resident. Mm-hmm. And this jogger just got angry oh, for go. some reason. He started throwing it. The audio of the video isn't that great. Now, is this guy homeless too, the jogger? Hey, what are you doing with no, the bro? No, he's jogging. So he's, that's stuff, why man. he's not wearing a shirt in his way. I'm not taking any of it. He can pick it up. The, the, the area that the tra- or the guy's stuff is and that he's, like, throwing it into is kind of like a jogging trail. So, I don't think it was that exciting. I know, but I'm looking at this woman right now. This, this, this woman is so San Francisco who's yelling at him. Like, if San Francisco was a person, it'd be that woman. Oh, my God. No, this is good. He actually threw them in the lake. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, isn't that weird? Okay, it, it, the video is where it gets good. So now they're showing the video because, like, it, from what the early part of the video, it just looks like he's just, like, moving a guy's stuff around. But then when they actually go to the lake, he threw the guy's stuff in the lake. Now, where's the homeless guy? He's not there right then. And he, he's not usually there. He kind of hangs out in the area, and then he mm-hmm. sleeps in that area. Uh, but both events both events have fueled an ongoing conversation about race, gentrification, and homelessness in the Bay Area and around the nation. Mm-hmm. It's weird, though, that they both took place in this, like, small stretch of lake that, seriously, Steve and I have started walking pretty regularly. So, so have they gotten his stuff back? Um, no. He raised 1200 bucks for the guy mm-hmm. um, online. And also the jogger um, was arrested. So he's like pending some sort of trial now. Um, so I don't know oh, so what. He was, but so he was arrested. A, yes. Oh, and wow. you can see his mugshots online. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Okay. So cool. Please let us know: Is Joe crazy or am I? Have we done that story before? Um, cool. What do you got going on, Joey? Next week, what's up? Next week, I have. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I have a bunch of people who are meeting with me because they want to talk about podcasting. Okay. And so I'm meeting with them. I mean, you have a meeting tomorrow in the morning. Then I'm meeting with another guy. Oh, let me tell you about this second podcast, right? Have you ever listened to my new podcast with Sweet Michael called Girls on Film? (laughs) Is this real? This is real. Oh, no. I didn't know that that was the thing. Well, you know what? You wouldn't. I'll send you the link. But... Um, Sweet Michael and I are starting a new podcast. We've done one episode already where it's going to be where we talk about movies that are not gay necessarily, but they're part of mainstream culture and gay guys love them. So like, I'll give you a perfect example. The first one we did was nine to five. 
Yeah. Okay. Sure. Gay guys love that movie. It's not Clueless. a gay movie. Yeah. Clueless is another good one, right? Yeah. But Nine to Five is not a gay movie. That's, so it's yeah. called Girls on Film, and we're talking about Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest, of course, top of the list, right? Mm-hmm. They're important sure. to gay people, of course. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? You know. Mm-hmm. So that's the name of the. So it's run on Patreon. Like people on Patreon have listened to this episode. We we've, we've run it before, right? The guy I'm meeting with, um, in the week, next, later in the week, he gets the Patreon shows, right? Okay. He's starting a podcast with another person where he and this guy, they're going to watch <laughs> gay movies. But the other guy, he's going to bring classic films. He's going to bring more current films. Which, by the way, on the episode, we talk about how I'm going to bring older films and Sweet Michael's going to bring more of his generation of films. So, like, I'm responsible for anything pre the year 2000. He's responsible for anything post the year 2000. So, is it a coincidence? I don't. I'm assuming he's heard it. It's so weird, but whatever. There's room. In the, there's there's room for everybody, you know. Okay. I'm sure there's a yeah. bunch of other podcasts where they call one another and they catch up every single week. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I don't know how many of them have never missed a week. We we do have that on them. You know, we're the only ones who have never ever missed a week. Nope. And we've been friends for over almost twenty years. For almost 20 maybe that's years. what I'm going to start to say. Yeah. Ugh, it makes me feel older, though. Yeah, well, let me just say this. As long as, you know, some of our listeners have been alive. Jesus. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Really All disgusting. right, Joe. All well, right. It was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 